Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, D.C. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Good morning, and welcome back to episode 99 of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Oh, my. Yeah, how about that? 99 episodes down, folks. Um, it is, it's been a great run. And so, um, good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Kyle. How are you? Good. Good. We got a great guest to talk to in just a minute. Um, but 99 episodes. Come on. I know. I Um, know. So for, for our 100th episode next week, um, we've got some special things lined up and, um, Everybody needs to tune in because there's going to be a way to win some prizes. Yay! So be sure and, and tune in. Um, thank you all for listening uh, for these last 99 episodes. And hello to all of our listeners. Uh, now now we know all over the world. Uh, thanks, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Uh, we hope to continue bringing you uh, amazing content over the next 101 episodes. Um, First, uh, before we get going, though, let's thank sponsors, because that's what we want to do right now. Um, Our sponsors are the Department of Small and Local Business Development and the Department of Housing and Community Development. Is their grant dollars to us that helps produce this show and and helps us uh, assist small businesses up and down the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street Corridor in a variety of ways. So thank you to DSLBD and DHCD. And I would be remiss if I did not point out that... um, here in January and February is the beginning of the budget season for the D.C. Council. And uh, every year we must go before the D.C. Council and um, explain to them how we've used our our grant dollars from the Department of Small and Local Business Development and the Department of Housing and Community Development and, uh, and ask for more money so that we can keep doing the good work that we do for small businesses throughout our neighborhoods. Um, so if you are in the D.C. area, please uh, please consider giving a, a shout of support to your council member and to the mayor's office to let them know that um, Main Street dollars uh, help grow your economies. They help grow your communities and, um, and, and, and show some love to, to us and DSLBD and DHCD so that we can continue to help grow our local economy here in D.C. Um, so, uh, speaking of our local economy in DC, uh, Michelle, as we have talked with several guests, uh, throughout the last couple of years, we've had a lot of, of entrepreneurs rolling through here and talking and talking about the good things that they're creating in DC and DC is just becoming this hub of makers. It really is. Yep. Um, makers, everything from, um, you know, uh, brewing to uh, electric bikes to uh, other technology things to delicious, delicious creations. And um, Good Food Market here on Rhode Island Avenue is, for a small market, they carry a ton of locally produced foods, just a ton. So um, over the next few episodes, we're going to try to get as many of um, – the folks that provide good food markets with their delicious snacks and foods to come in and talk to us and talk to us about what they do. 
So to that end, our very first guest today is uh, Dave Burton from Capital Candy Jar. Hey, Dave. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in today. My pleasure. So, Dave, we've known each other for a while, completely uh, separate from Capital Candy Jar. Absolutely. So I'm thrilled to see your success with Capital Candy Jar. Thank you. And um, it makes me happy every time I go into a business anywhere in the district of columbia and see your beautiful confections and they are beautiful they are, you you have works of art in your candy <laughs> and it tastes good and it tastes good <laughs> too pretty to eat <laughs> never that no, no. <laughs> never that okay good nice, no. nice, yeah. nice try but right. perhaps you're not aware of who you're talking right. to <laughs> no we're eaters <laughs> uh, so um, so tell us about how how capital candy jar came to be Sure. Um, well, I have been making candy since I was 14 years old. Um, I come from a small, uh, large family, sorry. And uh, I wanted money as a 14-year-old to do things that, you know, a 14-year-old would want to do. And my dad was right out of grad school, so we were pretty poor. And when I asked my parents for money, my mom said, I don't have any money to give to you, but here's a recipe to make lollipops. So I started making lollipops and taking them to school. I was sold out in five minutes the next day. And uh, my demand just, like, quickly came faster than I could uh, handle it. Every kid in school knew my schedule. (laughs) (laughs) All the teachers were very thankful for the kids bouncing off the walls. (laughs) Well, I I used to have to bribe some of my teachers, especially my first period teacher, um, with lollipops to get them to start class five minutes late so I could get through the line of kids. And um, this went on for about four months. I was the richest kid in school for for about four months. And um, I mean, this is back when minimum wage, this is going to date me a little bit. Minimum wage was three thirty five an hour back then. <laughs> wow. And okay. um, I was making $40 a day selling lollipops and, and just wow. other candy. Wow. And so like, that's more than you would make at an eight hour day <laughs> right. job. Right. Wow. And I was just doing it part time at school. So, um, but uh, after four months, the principal shut me down because I was taking too much revenue from the vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've, I've always wanted to find Mr. Bennett and be like, hey, guess what I'm doing today? That's you know? so great. Oh, Mr. You should Bennett, be Mr. Bennett, I hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah, not... You should have been an early investor, Mr. Bennett. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so fast forward uh, many years and um, I was um, working as a marketing consultant and I uh, decided I needed a, a change of career. And um, I left uh, the company I was working for and was trying to figure out what was going to be next for me. And I have a tradition every Valentine's Day, so uh, almost uh, exactly four years ago this month, um, I, where I, I make goodie bags for my single friends so that they all have uh, a, a Valentine uh, for Valentine's Day. And I'm I, single. No, I'm not. I'm, just, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> Your partner's like, what? <laughs> you are now. Right. I just wanted the candy. All right. Anyway. Um, anyway, so that year, I, I always make something different. And that year, I decided to make flavored marshmallows and lollipops. And I hadn't made mo- lollipops in years. And at least 10 of my friends called me and were like, oh, my goodness, you have to sell this stuff. And uh, that was Valentine's Day 2014. And April 15th, 2014 was our first day in the kitchen producing commercially. And... The rest is history. Two months later. Two months later, yeah. It was it was really Dave cool. didn't mess around. Wow. <laughs> it was really cool because once I sort of made the decision to do it, everything just sort of fell into place. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know where I was going to make this stuff. And within a week, um, someone had mentioned to me about food incubators. And I found um, Union Kitchen here in D.C. Mm-hmm. and um, had a lease signed with them. And it was it was crazy how fast everything goes. That's terrific. Mm-hmm. And not only that, you started at Union – well, you started – back in junior high but right. then you started a union kitchen and now you have a brick and mortar yeah location. yeah That's we exciting. just opened that up in september it was really exciting we um i mean the whole point of, of 
Union Kitchen and most incubators is to um, help small businesses start out um, and give them the resources they need to grow. And um, we're one of the successful graduates of their program, I guess, because um, we we were finally outgrew the kitchen and, and moved into our own space. And that's been really exciting as well because it's given us a lot more flexibility to expand our offerings to people and um, figure out um, some new ways to be creative with, with our candy and, and what we're doing. So. So when you started out, how many people, I mean, obviously you, how many people did you have with you and how many do you have with you now? Yeah, so when I started, it was um, me primarily and then uh, my sister was living in the area at the time and she had a full-time job and so she would come in at night and the two of us would make candy in the kitchen from like six until 10 or 11 at night every night and then during the day I was out selling it and doing deliveries and trying to get the word out and, and things and you know, just doing all the stuff you need to do to run a business and that went on for she worked for me I think for about a year and, and then slowly we just started expanding and, and finally got to the point where we needed more full-time people today I have four full-time people in the kitchen and then I have a part-time bookkeeper and a part-time salesperson wow so DC jobs yep. right? yeah so little by little and at Christmas time I mean we, we ramp up to probably 14 people um, just to keep up with the demand because it's so big. <laughs> so now that you've graduated from the program, all of the cooking happens at the brick-and-mortar location? It does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've got our, our tempering machine and all of our equipment and everything there. And, and, and that is one of the challenges, I think, as you're transitioning out of, like, one of these incubators is, you know, they're providing all of the equipment for you. So, you know, that was a big investment for us. But, you know, luckily we'd grown big enough that we could afford it but you know you have to buy the 20 quart mixer to make your marshmallows in and all the tables and shelves and all that stuff that that the incubators just provide for you and and so that's I think the biggest hurdle as you're graduating but it was exciting to be able to do that so why don't you tell our listeners that might not know about some of the products that you all have and and maybe what's the favorite absolutely I brought some samples today Uh, well they can't see the samples that's okay we can can describe them yes that'd be great Um, if only we had smell-o-vision yes they can also see samples on our website if they want to go there and that website is thecapitalcandyjar.com He's going into the bag, listeners, and it looks good. Yeah, so um, I brought a couple just random uh, little samples here. Um, This one right here is our newest candy. Um, We've been making this for about a year, year and a half now, and um, it's growing in popularity, but it's it's one we sort of have to educate people on because they've never seen it before. Um, This is a homemade vanilla bean marshmallow that then we cover in salted caramel. So it's about a the marshmallow itself is about an inch thick, and we cut it in a two-inch square. And then we put about a quarter of an inch of salted caramel on top of it, and then we dip the whole thing in, in chocolate. So um, it's kind of decadent. And uh, what was fun about this is we had a Facebook contest to figure out what we should name it. And uh, everyone got to submit their different ideas for names. And then we took the you know three or four that we liked best, and we let everybody vote on it. And so the name that won was Chocolate Caramel Cloud. Ah, so that's are, a great name. These are our Chocolate Caramel Clouds. So if anybody hears the of water running, it's just me drooling. Over <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a wa- it's a waterfall coming out of your Forget mouth. Forget that. Right if now. you hear crunching, I've already gotten into it. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, so um, that's actually our second bestseller. Our bestseller is our giant peanut butter cups. Oh, I um, saw those. I, um, we make these in that's a like the size of a cupcake. It is. It, this is actually a cupcake wrapper. Wow. And we make them in in you know cupcake tins and. Um, 
It's four times the size of a standard uh, peanut butter cup that you're probably familiar with that you get at the local grocery store. And we use real peanut butter inside. So you know how like most peanut butter cups, when you bite into them, they're sort of crumbly or mm-hmm. crunchy inside? Um, this, when you bite into it, it's all just going to squish out. Wow. Um, it, it's, it's pretty mm, much like taking yum. a chocolate bar and just dipping it in peanut butter. So that's white <laughs> chocolate on top? Uh, the, this whole thing is white chocolate. It's one of the few things we make in white chocolate. Oh, okay. um, but... Uh, we, we do it in dark milk and white, all three. And milk milk is definitely our, our most popular seller. But, uh, but that's the, the most popular. The peanut okay. uh, wow. The peanut butter cup in general is our number one seller um, overall. Um, another fun, uh, we have some other fun products though, that I, I think people just enjoy that are sort of standards. Uh, we have our chocolate-covered pretzel rods, mm-hmm. um, and we do these in dark and milk all the time. And then we also do a seasonal one. So we have a, a really beautiful Valentine's Day one that you can see a picture of on our website. Um, and then... Sort of one of the early staples we started with was our chocolate-covered Oreos, and we do just the regular... Those are amazing. (laughs) Don't call them standard, because they are not standard, not typical. Fair enough. Um, And we've we've really expanded on them since we've uh, grown. Uh, So we started out with just taking regular Oreos and dipping them in... um, in darkened milk chocolate. Actually, here's a fun fact. Um, Can you guess how many Oreos we dipped in the last 12 months? Uh... Thousands. Uh, I uh, yeah, thousand. I don't know. It, it is in the thousands. Uh, Twenty five thousand. Wow. Every time I go to Costco now, like I walk out with like literally cases of Oreos, and, and everyone just like stares like, at me. Like, <laughs> like, where are you going? <laughs> People follow me to my car. <laughs> Dave, and where do you, they know if you're the capital? Candy where guy. are you taking yeah. these? The capital candy jar has cornered the market on Oreos. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I'm waiting for the day that we literally purchase a pallet of Oreos from Costco. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah, so we started with that, and then um, I absolutely love those Girl Scout Thin Mint cookies. Oh, so we wanted yeah. to do our own version. So we started buying the mint Oreos, mm-hmm. and uh, we dip those in chocolate now. And, and um, I, I call it a Thin Mint on steroids. Yeah, that, um, that's my personal favorite. Do it. Well, here I think you should open that and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, then we also uh, we started developing. Uh, themed ones for a couple of the holidays. I think Christmas was probably the first one we did, and they were so incredibly popular that we now do them in all kinds of themes. So we have our Valentine's uh, Day one is on the uh, website right now that you can see. We also um, started playing around with um, chocolate transfer sheets, which um, basically allow you to put an image on anything chocolate. Um, the, the ink that they use is cocoa butter, and so it's fully edible. And, and so uh, we have, like, Oreos that have pictures of the D.C. monuments and mm-hmm. things like that on them. And one of the really fun things, since we opened our store and we were looking for ways to sort of expand what we offered and things, is now we buy, every time you see those really unusual flavored Oreos in the stores, we buy all of those now and we dip them in chocolate. So if you come yeah. to our store, you can get a peanut butter Oreo or mm. the... the seasonal flavor right now is those cinnamon heart like you used mm-hmm. to eat for Valentine's Day so we've got those dipped in white and, and dark chocolate we've got cinnamon roll ones cookie butter so the specialty ones are in the store they in are the, in the storefront yeah so it's a fun way to just come if you want to just try one Oreo and just be like what does that red velvet Oreo taste like dipped in chocolate well, <laughs> I think that that's one of the things I like about your stuff as well not only is it delicious but it's the perfect amount so that you don't feel um, like a glutton. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's the perfect amount to... Um, I agree. You, you should know. eat everything in one sitting. Yeah. Oh. Okay. 
<laughs> it's the perfect amount. Yes, but it's the perfect amount. So, and uh, very decadent, very delicious. I was looking on your website and saw that, um, even though we don't talk politics too much, I did see the uh, Republican and the Democratic uh, Democrat yeah, uh, cookies. We're we're, um, we're bipartisan here. So. Right, we are bipartisan. <laughs> so, uh, which ones are selling uh, best? Um, it <laughs> honestly depends on where you're at. Ah, we, okay. Um, it's it's really interesting. Um, I'm not going to say the location because I don't want to like get them into politics either. But we have um, a large museum that carries our products, and um, they or when they first started, they asked for the, the political Oreos, and so we put both in there, and they took quite a large amount of each. And they called me back um, like four days later. I was like, you got to take these out of here. And I was, I was like, why? What, what's wrong? And they're like, well, we sold out of um, the Republican ones instantly, and um, then everyone only saw the Democrat and thought we were like being partisan, uh. and, and like we're really upset, and we didn't want to like have to try and keep them in. And so uh, they just said, we'll take that out. So we also have some that are just patriotic with right. you know, American flags and D.C. stuff. So they, they carry those ones now, but they're like, let's stay away from the political. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> interesting. I'm, you know, I'm looking at your website, and you've got some uh, that are called D.C. Landmark-themed uh, with White House, the Capitol Dome, the Jefferson Memorial. Uh, wow. Yeah, everything. So we're expanding. We're actually um, right now trying to develop. Um, so our three packs of Oreos are our most popular. And so we're trying to develop a uh, sort of state and district versions of those. So I think we're going to come up with one that has um, the white chocolate Oreo will have the D.C. flag on it. Um, mm. the, the center one will be wrapped in red foil. And the left one um, will probably have like the outline of the, of the District of Columbia with the words Washington, D.C. on it. Nice. And, and we'll do one for D.C. We'll do one for Maryland. We'll do one for Virginia. Although we're struggling a little bit what to put on Virginia's because the Virginia state flag is way too complex to put on an Oreo. So... Uh, what is their what is their tourism logo? Virginia's for lovers. Or, oh yeah, you know, oh, that might work. We'll, we'll have to play around with that. That sounds good. Any other treats that you think about for the future? Adding uh, in and th- uh, there's tons of stuff that w- that we've thought about doing um, and have experimented with. I think that the biggest challenge is um, since business is just growing so rapidly keeping up with the products we already have is a challenge, and then mm-hmm. adding more to it just makes it further. Uh, complex so um, I don't know how soon we'll do these we just um, got a, a custom order someone was doing a, a like a 90th birthday party and they ordered a bunch of custom caramel apples from us and they turned out so well that we decided that would be another fun thing to offer but you know when are we going to make caramel apples right. with everything else that we're making too um, and you know during certain seasons we do barks as well like we do a peppermint bark and a toffee and, and things like that for for the holidays and coming up uh, this spring we, we always do a cherry blossom bark that's like a layer of dark chocolate with uh, dried cherries in it and then a layer of white chocolates infused with cherry oil and it get, it's got a very nice cherry flavor to it and we put pink sprinkles on top and put it in a pink box to go with the whole cherry blossom thing so nice. that's awesome that's well fun. that's good to know that you all do um <clears throat> personalized custom orders yeah it's 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 insane that the ever since opening the store it's you know the store's in the middle of a neighborhood um it's not like on a major thoroughfare or anything like that it used to be like a corner liquor store or something like that and um so we didn't really think that having a brick and mortar was necessarily going to affect business all that much other than a little bit of walking traffic from the local people that live in that neighborhood but i think it's somehow just given us more visibility um business has grown so fast you know we we were looking yesterday you know today's the second of february or um and yesterday we looked at our sales for february so far and we've already done um almost half of what we did in the entire month of february last year wow Um, and that's all because of pre-orders from like corporate orders and um 
just large orders that have come in from all kinds of organizations and, and it's exciting to see that kind of volume but also I was like I can't believe we've done this vol- this much volume and it's just the first day of the month wow, wow. so that's terrific it's, um, and speaking of, of um, custom stuff you uh, provided the d- dessert for Danae en Blanc right we did yeah um, so that's a super fun event that I, I really um, love to participate in uh, this will be uh, this coming year will be like our fifth year with them I guess mm-hmm. it's their fifth year in the, in the district and um, yeah, so we uh, we partner with them every year and trying to come up with some fun uh, dessert options. This last year we did a, a champagne themed uh, option, so they we had uh, champagne lollipops that we made ourselves, and then we um, outsourced and purchased uh, from Spain. Actually, we got found some champagne gummy bears and we oh, packaged nice. those and and some champagne cordial. So it was a, a, a fun little champagne dessert treat box. Um, and put that together for them. Um, we, we actually, um, having the store, there's no way we could make enough different candy with our current staff and, and size and stuff to fill an entire store. So it's been fun to bring in some other third-party candies and um, and be able to add those to our mix. So um, even our Valentine candy I, I brought today, um, these are one of my favorites. These are gummy hearts that are enrobed in chocolate. <laughs> so you mix two amazing things, gummies and, and chocolate. And, um, you know, we don't make these, but we package them. And, and so we've been able to add a lot of extra candy that um, really adds to our assortment and makes it a fun place to shop. Very good. Very good. What I can imagine that, that these, particularly the Oreos that you could you know, customize, uh, I imagine those would be great, like, wedding uh, favors and things like that. Oh, absolutely. Um, One of my favorite things, um, I don't know if you have access to Instagram there, but um, we we make a bride and a groom Oreo. Oh, nice. And and obviously we'll do uh, same-sex versions of that as well, but it's, uh, it's kind of a fun... Uh, wedding favor has been very popular but we also get a lot of people that like they'll see the landmark oreos that are on there and ask us if we can do that in a two-pack instead mm-hmm. of a, uh, the full four gift box um, for weddings and things like that so we we definitely do a lot of um wedding we're looking at we're looking at pictures on instagram here and we'll share these when we oh yeah a little, it looks like a tuxedo on one and the other looks like a wedding dress. Oh, look at that. Oh, that looks great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So since the, the since you have this great <clears throat> website, I'd be curious to know how much of your business uh, is generated outside of the DMV area. So surprisingly, the website is only about 2% of our an- annual sales. Oh, re- okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, you know, I think it's something we could focus on um, if we wanted to, to, to make it bigger, but Right now, it sounds like you've got your hands full. <laughs> well, it, it, that's really it. We've kind of reached this point where enough people are hearing about us that we're getting calls from them, and it's just trying to keep up with that demand. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've added um, several really large locations in the last um, just a couple months that, that were... They you carry know, your products. Yeah, they yeah. carry our products. Um, so, you know, we got a call from uh, the Museum of the Bible, um, and they've got a cafe, a restaurant, and two coffee carts in there. So it's almost like adding four stores in one. Wow. Um, the Shop Made in D.C. store, yes. um, mm-hmm. they called us, and they we did a tremendous volume with them um, over the holidays. Uh, the U.S. Capitol gift shop called us, and um, we're working on an order from them right now that's incredibly large. And so then <laughs> everyone is seeing you all because everyone comes to D.C., all the tourists. Yeah, you know. so it's it's been it's been exciting to see all these places. And then we've just got a lot of, you know, standard... Yeah, um, yeah you're in the neighborhood. You're in our neighborhood. <laughs> I, I was going to say, yeah, we've food got... food and petals and... And MGM. Yeah. yeah so okay. there, we're, we're at... Uh, 
yeah, several locations around the Rhode Island Avenue corridor. Yeah, I was uh, I was down at the uh, was it Petals, Pe- uh, the florist on 12th Street. Petals yeah. Ribbons Beyond. Pe- yeah. Petals Pe- Ribbons Pe- Beyond. Mm-hmm. I ordering some flowers for my wife for her birthday Aww. and saw Aww. the Capital Candy Jar, uh, a little um, spinner of of lollipops yep. there. And she's like, oh, yeah, we, I got to call Dave. I got to get some more. <laughs> Shout out to Sarah and her team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they yes. do great work. That's terrific. So anything for the future that you can think of in the near future? Um, one thing one thing we're trying to figure out a way to finance right now, because um, I've learned it's very expensive, is um, we're hoping to uh, finish our patio out front of our store and put seating in and um, also add ice cream for the summer. Oh, nice. So, um, Kyle's, one of Kyle's favorite things. <laughs> Mine too. Um, so I, I think it'll be a fun thing to contribute to the neighborhood. There's so many families with kids um, in that neighborhood. And, and, and where, where's the store again? It's, it's um, in the New Hill East neighborhood. So we're on the corner of um, 15th and Constitution Northeast. And um, it's it's great. we're right by like three schools, so like the kids are always passing by every day, and um, you know the parents will give them a buck, and they come in and, and buy some candy or whatever on their way to school. Uh, That's some seriously good quality candy yeah. for after school. <laughs> I, yeah. I remember like with with my grubby handful of. <laughs> Penny just buying a Tootsie Roll. Oh, oh, believe me. I mean, we have like saltwater taffy. We, we added in specifically for, you know, kids that don't have, you know, 10 bucks to spend. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it's basically like 15 cents a piece. And so kids are coming in and with their, you know, 50 cents and they'll have two or three pieces of taffy that they're watching. So you're getting the kids again. You started with the kids and now you're still I getting am. the kids. So so in addition to, to the stuff that you are creating in these packages, um, you're, I've also seen you at festivals. You've been at a couple of our fall festivals making s'mores. Yes, that's um, one of our signature um, sort of, I, I'm not sure what to call it, a signature. I, I don't want to call it a signature candy because it's almost like a, a dessert yeah. <laughs> more than just like yeah. a candy. But, um, yeah, it's it, it was it started out because we were the very first farmer's market we ever did was here in, in this neighborhood. It was the Brooklyn Farmer's Market. And um, we started out with three candies, um, lollipops, divinity, and marshmallows. And um, discovered that nobody knows what divinity is, so we've, we've stopped. I was going to say, I have no idea what that <laughs> um, is. You'll have to Google it. It's, it's actually one of my favorite candies. It's my a grand- southern thing. Yeah, my, my grandmother used to make it. They actually used to print the recipe on the side of Carol syrup bottles huh. and um, back in, like, the 1950s and 60s. And so um, that's how it became popular. Um, it's kind of a melt-in-your-mouth candy that often um, has pecans in it and it's really delicious but um so we stopped making that and we can we still make the lollipops to this day but the marshmallows we were struggling a little bit to sell them and part of it i think is just how we were packaging them we we took and cut them in big three inch squares and we made them in seven flavors and already that was a novelty because people had never seen you know a, a peppermint marshmallow or a banana marshmallow or anything like that but then they'd also look at it and like what do i do with this and i was like make you know, Rice Krispie treats with it. Just eat it plain. You know, make a s'more with it. And they're like, I don't, I don't understand. And so we said, all right, let's just start showing people. And the first time we we did it, we just brought like a blowtorch and we gave people the choice of six flavors of marshmallows and four flavors of chocolate. And the response was overwhelming. Like we had a line down the block, mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, we've, I think we're onto something yeah. here. Yeah. And so uh, we've been making them at, at festivals ever since. And you can come and get one now in the store too. So. Wow. Um, Gotta go visit the store. So yeah. what are the store hours? The store hours, um, we're open from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. Tuesday through Friday, um, and then 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday and Sunday, and then we're closed on Mondays. Okay. 
And we, um, we also have uh, pastries and, and coffee from Zeke's Coffee here on Rhode Island Avenue. Great. Um, so that's, actually, that's a fun story. Uh, we were trying to figure out when we were opening the store, um, you know, we wanted to carry coffee and we knew we wanted to carry a local coffee. We weren't sure, you know, because there are some other great roasteries here in the city. And we were trying to figure out uh, which one to carry. And I thought, well, um, I know John at Zeke's, um, so I'll give him a call first. Because um, almost every farmer's market we had been to, they had been in the booth next to us. And so we sort of built a nice reputation and, and relationship with them. And I had totally forgotten this this first part of the story until he reminded me when I called him. And uh, when I, back, circling back to the beginning of this podcast um when we i first came up with the idea of, of the capital candy jar um i called my friend merrill up and i said hey um you know let's i've got this idea for a candy company and i'd like to bounce it off of you and just see what you think and she goes oh let's meet at zeke's and so we met at zeke's and that was the first time we ever discussed it and and i told her about my idea and she gave me some feedback and things like that so when i called john um his first reaction was i remember when the capital candy jar was no more than an idea on a napkin <laughs> in my front cafe and as soon as he said that i said done we're carrying your coffee <laughs> i don't even have to call anybody else and and uh, that's awesome so it, it, it was a, a great and it's been a fantastic relationship um people love their their coffee and i love the uh idea or just the story of hearing uh local businesses helping each other out Absolutely. supporting yeah. each other so yeah. that's definitely what it's all about yeah those relationships so if our listeners want to find out uh, more about your products where can they look um, so the main thing would be to go to our website, uh, www.thecapitalcandyjar.com, and capital spelled with an A-L. And um, they can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We're at Capital Candy Jar. And those are probably the two biggest ways they can also... Or come into the store. Or come into the store. Yes, yes. <laughs> What's the Absolutely. address again? Uh, it's uh, 210 or sorry, 201 15th Street Northeast. It's on the corner of um, 15th, and North, uh, 15th and Constitution Northeast. Perfect. Perfect. So you're still in Northeast. Yep. We're still right. in Northeast. Perfect. All right. Well, Ward 5 is, uh, is proud to have, have helped grow this and... Um, Look forward to seeing all your yes. new creations come in. Into and tasting place. them, not just seeing them. Thank you. Though they are beautiful. <laughs> we'll look and then we'll eat. Absolutely. <laughs> not shy about eating. Yes. Um, well, thanks, Dave. Thank you for taking time to come in today. My pleasure. Thanks. Anytime. Okay. That is going to wrap up episode 99. Like I said, be sure and tune in next week for episode 100. Because we're going to have some fun things to talk about. and. Uh, some prizes uh, and uh, there'll be some information to share about how to get those prizes next week see you then see ya